Well, it happened again, folks. Yesterday, we went back over 7% interest rates. Clearly, the real estate market is going to crater and fall apart. Maybe not. Maybe I just. We're going to talk with Matt, the mortgage guy, and see what is what. So yesterday was a bad day for mortgage, Matt. Rates went over 7%. I understand we may have had some give back today, but is 7% that psychological barrier that 8% were? And and I say this as someone who's been speaking with you for years, I don't think it's unrealistic to say at 8%, the market stopped. Right. So is 7% feeling the same way or what's going on out there? Yeah, you know, mortgage and numbers are my specialty. I don't know about human psychology if I'm if I'm the expert, but but it's interesting because sometimes I think like it's almost like the the short-term trend affects you know, consumer confidence or, or something about the psychology where it's not even that we went from six, nine to seven Oh eight. It's that we're going that direction. Right. And then consumers say, well, you guys were saying that 2024 rates were headed down. What if they don't, and they don't know all the underlying data and all the reasons why, like it's almost certain that eventually they will, how much and how fast are still, you know, undetermined. Right, and but um, but one thing I have noticed for sure when it comes to um, consumer psyche and just like the average consumer in the market today, this is what I feel. I've had this conversation a few times now. They're getting pre-qualified, and so the demand is there. Application volume, I see it. People want to buy homes. Once they get through that process, the 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 goal for somebody like myself, who's pre-approving a client on the mortgage side is to like, give them all the information, equip them with, you know, the pre-approval letter and all the information they need to go out and buy. Once they get that information, most people, especially in a market like California, realize that to buy in the neighborhood they want to buy in, they're towards the top end of their budget. Mm -hmm. And so imagine the scenario where you're renting, you've been renting for a while, you know, you've been in your job for three to five years. So now you're making $90,000 a year. You're feeling pretty good. Like I'm in a position where I, I should be buying a home. $3,000 rent is crazy. Then you go get pre-approved and at 550,000, you've only got 5% down. Your payment might be $3,800. And so what's happening is at that moment, I think people are saying, okay, I know that long-term, I'm not going to rent forever. I know that I've got to make the leap, whether it's now or or later. But for $3,800, it better be a home I really like. And I, I literally might have 80, 90, 100 people who are pre-approved. And I'm trying to extract, like, give me your honest feedback. Mm. I got a client literally that put in an offer a week and a half ago. And she's like, it's going to take a house that I love as much as that house for me to move. I'm not just going to go look at three random houses that a real estate agent shows me and put an offer in on one. Like I'm not desperate you know, and I'm not in a hurry. Yeah. I actually like hearing that because I remember a time a la May, 2020 where people were buying stupid stuff. They were overpaying waiving conditions and buying any old house. So if the, if the option is, I'm willing to suck up this mortgage payment, but only for the perfect house. You know, 
I'm okay with that. Yeah. And, 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 and something to say real quick, hopefully I don't upset my colleagues in the mortgage or real estate space. It's more work for us. Oh, of course it is. Boo-hoo. Like if it's what's right for the consumer, get over it, you know, because I feel yeah. it too, like pre-approving somebody, reviewing income documents, pulling credit, running DU, following up for three to six months. It's a lot of work. It's yeah. more work, you know, for less deals, mm-hmm. but that's just the new normal. That's, 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 that's the uh, new environment we live in. And so, um, you know, we're, we're getting accustomed to it. And at the end of the day, my thing has always been educate as much as possible, provide as much value as possible. Some will buy, some won't, some will buy next week. Some will buy next year. Some won't buy at all. And so, you know, we continue to play that, but from what I've seen without even like measuring the data, I can tell that people are more picky as they probably should be because it's, it's, it's an environment where if you're scratching the top of your budget, you're not just going to go out and do that on any old house. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, But when I hear you kind of tell that story, a, it makes me feel better for the ones that are buying. It means they're getting the house that they want. And and the key here to me is you got to want to live there five years or more minimum, if not eight. Right. And it just doesn't matter right? at that point. Um, but it also might mean, it might mean, now this is a stretch, but I'm going to go there anyway. It might mean that inventory builds, right? A little bit. Yeah, if we're slowing down the demand side, so we're not doing stupid things and people are chasing the same thing, it intuitively could mean that, and I do think this is about being above, I, the consumer is a remarkably fickled creature. And you want to know when seven feels good? When they're used to eight. You want to know when seven feels bad? When they just had six. It is, it doesn't matter that those were 45 days apart. It just matters. They're most called recency bias. So I think there is a chance. Now, again, we're already under 7% today, but it is what it is. I do think 7% could act as some kind of governor or because what we really need to get through this is inventory to build. We're still 40% of where we should be. My fear when we were at six and a half was we were going to go back to May of 2020. And we we're going to go to, you know, some stupid level. Right. Yeah. If well, rate, what's rates what's, stay high, it won't happen. Yeah. What's what's interesting to to watch too, and what I've seen and what I think we'll continue to see, you know, because of, of limited inventory is with a lot of buyers having this mentality or something close to it for the best houses that are priced competitively and they're nice and they're open layout and they're in a good school district, whatever all the things are that people want, those are going to be extremely competitive. And then you've got a house and you talk about building inventory. Yeah. Something that's got funky layout, not so nice neighborhood. It's going to take 20,000 in cosmetic repairs to get it up to par for, for most families. That one might be 30 to 45 days. Cause people are saying, you know, I qualify, but for $3,600 a month or $3,800 a month, I'm not buying that piece of, crap now the magic if we get back to that market that's healthy because how that that house shouldn't sell 
It shouldn't sell at an ARV comparable to the perfect house. Why should that house sell? It should sell to some, let's say 20 grand was the number you use. I should get like a $40,000 discount at least to buy a 20K fixer. And if the market gets healthy and you get 30 days and 45 days, you're going to find cosmetic fixers at a deal. I would love to see that again for, for a couple of years. All junk, all everything sold. And that was, that's not okay. Right. Yeah. And for the really nice stuff, you know, current, current market, I've got buyers who are discouraged because it finally comes up and then they submit an offer and they're up against 10 offers. Well, good yeah, news, a little bit of uptick is a positive thing for those exactly. that are actively buying. Cause now there's not 10 offers. There's four because exactly. a couple of people were like, I love six and a half. I'm not going to do it at seven. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah, like exactly. They, that's exactly it, right. For the perfect planning, house. You're right. On living there for eight to 10. Doesn't make matter. the offer. You got a better chance at it now. Doesn't matter. That's a great point. Again, when we were close to six and a half, I don't think we ever printed six and a half, but we'll use that as a round number. The demand was clearly in excess of supply. And I was hearing people and they're in my comments. You can go look them up. I just listed a house, 10 offers in 24 hours, 12 offers, you know, uh, Beth Traverso, an agent who will be at our event this weekend with you. She told me about a, a, a affordable home for her market had 15 offers. All, two of them all cash six figures over list. Wow. Yeah. She's Washington, right? Yeah. Well, Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. King County. She calls it King County, but yeah, it's um higher rates will remove them. And again, I do think 7% that psychological number because we got used to six. 7% felt great 45 days ago because we were coming off eight. The consumer is so easy to predict if you watch them. Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to see where rates go. We're going to see where margin goes. Uh, I think we're under seven today. I think the margin the difference between a 10 year and the mortgage is like 280 basis points. So that's going the right way. Um, what about refi? I'm guessing refis backed off a little bit because we had the streamline, right? The FHA or whatever streamline for January. That's not around anymore, right? Is that true? Right. And then and then we saw a pickup in refi demand. I think these it's funny too, because these latest numbers that came out just today won't truly reflect. But I think I think next week's print is next probably gonna show us more like it's down two percent a week yeah. on week or something to that effect. But you know, refinance. Um, because it's just a numbers game as yeah. rates go up, you just shrink like, okay, the, you know, there's, there's 7 million that might have the, you know, uh, they, they've a reason got a or a benefit, a benefit, yeah, benefit. Um, yeah. and, and that number shrinks. And so, so refinance, which we were seeing stuff trend down, like, oh my gosh, here we go. This is the start of the refinance boom that got put on pause. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, but, but the, the thing that I want people to know is of that segment of buyers. You've got some that are serious about buying and they want to buy in 2024. You've got others who are like, you know, getting pre-approved, but maybe not sure if this is the year or next year. If you're a serious buyer, rates ticking up and demand pulling back, even if just a little bit, is a great helps thing you. for you, yeah, right? Because the right you. house comes along, you've got less competition. If you're staying there for Agreed. eight, 10 years, um, you just matter. want to get the offer accepted, get in there. Um, I, I was thinking about stuff and just for, for people that are so concerned about the small things in real estate, the interest rate, whether I pay 605 or 615, 
Mm. Holding real estate for a long period of time is the number one ingredient. It's the hack. It's the wealth hack. I looked, I looked this month, Mike, and humble brag here, the two mm. fourplexes I bought in 2019. I bought them with non-QM 19. money. Yep. yep. I, and I had um, you know, seven or seven and a quarter interest rates. Rents were low. These things barely cash flowed. I just looked at the statement for January between two itsy bitsy fourplexes in not a fancy part of California, um, all expenses, property management, so that I'm only spending two minutes a month, 3,700 bucks in real money got to the bottom line. And this was like literally a break even deal five years ago. So yeah. you buy it, you hold it, you optimize and you win. Like not to mention hundreds of thousands in equity. And, yeah. you yeah. know. Oh, by the way, the cherry on top, six figures in equity. That right. suck. So, <laughs> you know, these are the things that like a public school dummy like me, not, you know, I'm not Warren Buffett. I, I bought one of these things for 270 and another one for 330. So it's like. It's it's buy, hold, hold, and I think optimize is is something that a lot like of people it. after you've got some years in the game, um, you can make little tweaks to make it work for you. So, yeah, um, I like it. Just wait till you get to the ten year mark. Ten years, where it really gets bonkers. So, yeah, sweet, very cool. Well, you're going to be at this event in Vegas in a couple of days. If you've done any work or reached out to Matt, make sure you say hi, take a picture. We're going to blow up one rental at a time. Instagram, we're just going to. Beat that up. So take all the pictures, say hi. It will be a lot of fun. Any closing thoughts? I'm looking forward to that event this weekend. I, I love for people to come up, say hello. I got a special gift for for one rental at a time. I, I think I, mm. I think I only was able to mail a hundred of them. So uh -oh. if, if, if you're doing the work in 2024, my special gift is going to help you do it. It's going to be co-branded one rental at a time and, and Matt, the mortgage guy. So uh, I appreciate um, yeah. you. looking forward to uh Pineda's event. Uh, next or shoot that's two days from this now. yeah no, this friday <laughs> well this next, is next friday stuff we're talking yeah. 48 hours man In two days yeah and then spending all weekend with the one rental time community if you want to connect me and my team uh greatmortgagebroker.com really really straightforward form that just gets you connected with our team we're in 48 states um if if you connect with us and you're in massachusetts or new york i've got great people in both states so really nationwide wherever you're at greatmortgagebroker.com. We're happy to help. Appreciate you, brother. Take care. We'll see you this weekend. Thanks, Mike. See you soon. Uh-huh.